Welcome to the podcast slash video chat because I don't feel like talking on the phone with people without seeing them. So <laughs> I'm here with Melissa Buckley from episode, was it four? Uh, two, actually. Okay, I'm like, I know you were in the first ones that I released. Melissa Buckley yeah. from the podcast episode two, so you can learn all about her there. And we're just here hanging out late at night. <laughs> that's what we do <laughs> oh what have you been up to today we'll just go into this is like a casual chat i'm eating ice cream i'm hearing about melissa's day i woke up late because my children slept in which was not the worst thing in the world we just hung out at home uh, my husband works from home so he would come out every couple of hours and just see how we're doing but we went for a walk this evening at like eight o'clock it's like 100 degrees out at 8 o'clock when it's dark. <laughs> oh, man. And now we're here. So we had a pretty chill day. I watched a bunch of Friends episodes. Nothing too <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I'm over here binging psych. Nice. TV is great. I will admit it. I admit I miss all of the TV shows that are supposed to be on right now. Yeah. One of my favorites summer show hasn't even started filming so it will likely not be a new season this summer it'll probably won't be January. wait what show is that i'll be younger oh i've heard of that hillary duff's in that right judge yourself please don't judge me if you know what that show is. well i thought about watching it just because i like hillary duff like i think she's a yes. cool person Good she's person. cool yeah yeah and sutton foster is hilarious she's the lead girl okay I'll have to check that out. I haven't, I've just heard of it. I haven't watched it. Yeah. I related a lot to it because it's about this 41 year old divorcee who tries to get a job in publishing and no one will hire her because she's been a mom for 20 years. And so she decides to pretend to be 26 to get a job and it works. <laughs> and then a boy at a bar thinks she's 26 and she goes along with it. And then shenanigans ensue. <laughs> okay. That sounds yeah. like a cool show. That sounds really interesting. <laughs> interesting yeah i'm down i'll watch it <laughs> yeah, it's really uh yeah um i should note melissa's in las vegas which is why it's like 100 degrees all of the time yeah. i know i think it's 80 here in southern utah right now like i went for a run and it was like the sun was just about all the way down and i checked the temperature right beforehand and it was like 82 and i was like Okay. All right. <laughs> but it was nice because the sun was at least down, you know, but it was still like, by the end of it, I was like dripping sweat and I was like, oh, it's hot, but it's good. I mean, I don't yeah, know. I mean, it's hot enough. Like I can't walk barefoot in my backyard because the cement's too hot. Even in the shade? <laughs> Wait, even in the shade though? Yeah. The other day when I went out to water the garden, it was so hot. I had to like spray the, my feet and the ground the whole time I was out there. I was like, oh my gosh, why did I put shoes on? Oh my god. Yeah. It's been a hot week though. Really hot week. So. Is your garden doing okay with the heat? It is. My oregano is struggling and my parsley is wilting, but I'm doing my best to keep going. Everything else seems to be doing fine though. So it's just those two that are a little bit more delicate, I think, that are having trouble, but we'll see. Cool. You're going to be really proud of me. I made some gardening decisions this week. Ooh, that's cool. <laughs> so my backyard, like the soil is real bad. Like every one of my neighbors was like, nothing grows here. 
And I'm like, <laughs> get it. I'm like trying to like, tonight I was even like, maybe I'll plant something in the ground. And I couldn't get like more than an inch, like even getting it wet, the ground was just so hard and bad. So, but so I've been using like the big storage containers, the plastic, like ones that I've stored stuff in for years. Um, I drilled some holes in the bottom and filled them with soil and planting things in there. But I've planted things too close together. I'm a very amateur gardener. I don't know. Some people kind of told me that and I was like, it'll be fine. Already. And it's really hard to be like, well, I have to pull out all these seedlings that sprouted because they're too close together. You know, I, so I had two squash plants in one and then I was like, you know what? I think this one's like choking the other one out. I gotta, I gotta get rid of it. And so I pulled it out and then someone in my neighborhood actually took it. So, which is good. So someone took it. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, and then I did that with another plant too, where I was like, I was like, oh, I didn't read the tag. It needs a lot of space. Also, Felix says hi. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, gardening is a big part of our our lives because there's nothing else to do. <laughs> to do. Well, we figured today we talked a second before we started this recording, and we thought we'd talk a little bit about like COVID and uh, loneliness and self care and all the things. Oh no. My cat wants my ice cream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Right there. Save the ice cream for yourself. <laughs> oh, you just see this little tail. Okay. Anyways. Okay. Melissa, did you have a quote that you wanted to share? Yes. Okay. So this is a fantastic book. Granted, I haven't read all of it, but now I'm realizing I want to finish it. I know it's going to be backwards. It's called Sacred Rest by Sandra Dalton Smith. And I heard about her from a podcast episode on about progress uh, with Monica Packer. And she talks about how we think of rest as just being sleep, but there's so many different kinds of rest. So let me read this little quote here. Sleep is solely a physical activity. Rest, however, penetrates into the spiritual. Rest speaks peace into the daily storms of your mind, body, and spirit. Rest Rest is what makes sleep. And I just love that idea. In fact, her um, book is broken up into different types of rest. So there's physical rest, mental rest, emotional rest, spiritual rest, social rest, sensory rest, and creative rest. And the thing that I'm fascinating, fascinated with right now is social rest. Because that sounds like an oxymoron. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, I'm like, what is that? But when you talk about rest, it's something that like rejuvenates you and you feel like energized after you rest, which we often think of as sleep. Mm -hmm. But anytime I hang out with friends, person especially, I'm just like so energized and excited and happy and like ready to conquer the world. And that is the huge thing that we are all missing right now that we cannot gather with our friends. Or if we do, it's like, like, I have a writing group, but we sit six feet apart, and we don't hug, and it's just, like, almost a little bit bittersweet. It's still fantastic to get together, but we've only just started doing it because we've been wanting to not do it until now. And it's just, I think everyone's mental health is, like, really fragile right now. 
because there is such thing as social rest and getting to be around people and even just being around friends or being able to go to church or other things like having being around people that you love and that you know well just is so powerful and when we're all sheltering in place and at home it can be very lonely and on some days it's like okay it's great I get all this time with my family my husband works from home now and it's great I can see him for lunch he can come help me if I'm having double tantrum toddlers (laughs) like whatever but there's something about getting out of the house and being with friends is just so rejuvenating. And even though it sounds like something extra to do and more energy you have to exert to do it, it always makes me feel better. Yeah. And it's just like, I miss that so much. (laughs) See, I think, uh, so I feel like I've told you this before, but I feel like the first few weeks were actually the hardest for me. Like, and I think it was hard for everyone. I feel like as maybe a like defense or coping mechanism, so I don't just like wither away. (laughs) I feel like I'm, I can adapt to new situations. And so for better or for worse, I can adapt. Um, So like the first six, seven weeks of social distancing, I was like completely alone. If I saw someone, every once in a while someone would stop by and stand like 10 feet away at my front door, or I'd go to the store and I would see strangers and I had my mask on, like it's just not the same. But I was completely alone. I didn't touch another person. I didn't have any physical contact with anyone else for six or seven weeks, which I have never in my life done. I'm a hugger. I'm a lover. But um, yeah, so that was really hard. But then like the first time I finally like, I went on a hike with my friend and her kids and immediately the kids just are like, hey, <laughs> like, and like my whole heart was just like, oh, it was just everything, you know? And so I feel like for me, it's, I like, I really struggled those first few weeks and I still struggle every once in a while. Like I do miss people, but also I'm like probably super weird now. So I'm worried about going back into public because I think I'm weirder now and I don't know how to talk to people. Um, but like the times I do see people cause I'm starting to slowly like expand my social circle a little bit. And it's just like so sweet. Like last week I went to go visit you in Vegas and we just spent like one day together and we're just like, this is the best thing in the whole world. And we're just hanging out at your house. <laughs> it was so great. We just hung out and like had a normal day and it was fantastic. It was the best. Oh, so great. <laughs> That's the one thing with this, like it is hard. And part of me is like, is it healthy that I'm so okay being alone all the time? Like, I mean, I don't love it. If I had someone here, that'd be great. But I'm also just, I've had to just kind of get used to it for my own, like adapt for my own sanity and health. But it totally. really, but for me that the tender mercy or the, the silver lining is that it means so much more when I do get to see someone and not just someone in Walmart, but like, uh, hugging a friend like I haven't seen you in months and like hugging you and playing with you and your kids and eating dinner with your family I was like this is the best day in the whole world <laughs> yeah. so it means so much more now and so that's kind of for me I'm like I don't know I look forward to those moments and I hope I never ever take them for granted again you know yeah I love that makes it more special yeah but also, if anyone talks to me in the next, like, six months, I'm so sorry if I'm 
super weird and awkward. <laughs> you like, you know, I know social distance. <laughs> I don't think you're weird, Allie. I'm out. But, you know, <laughs> it's funny because I feel like before COVID, in general, people are pretty friendly. Although, like, some people will just be on their phones in public and not really socialize and, like, talk to each other when you're standing in line. And I feel like it's in some ways it's gotten worse in some ways it's gotten better hmm. like i feel like it depends where i go either it's like i'm social distancing and i can't talk to you and i can't look at you like we just went on a walk with the kids and there was this like father and son walking with their dogs going the opposite direction and we had a huge like double wide stroller with a twin so they like decided to go on the street and i was gonna like smile at them and be like thanks but they were like i'm not looking at you and <laughs> so weird i'm like okay i get you're like social distancing six feet but like can you be friendly like i don't know it was just weird but then there's like awesome people at the grocery store that are like have been so nice to me and just like talk about just you know covid in general or whatever or like my kids try and eat vegetables while we're shopping for food and they'll make jokes about it like my kid <laughs> my kids <clears throat> we bought corn on the cob and they only sell it in the like packages now. So it's like it's been shucked and it's in the packages mm -hmm. versus like having to peel it, whatever. Anyway, I feel like it's so that you don't have to. Yeah, I feel like it's so you don't have to like dig in the bucket of corn. Okay. And, like have more germs. I don't know. That's just a guess. But so they just have it in the packages and it's already cut and everything. Anyway, Madeline got the package open and started eating the corn. And so many people come up and talk to me and just like, I wish I could get my kids to eat vegetables and like stuff like that. So it was like really friendly. So it just, it's an interesting thing to see kind of the pendulum swing of like, are people even less inclined to talk to people they don't know or are they more inclined because they like are craving that social interaction even at the grocery store? I feel like I've <clears throat> done a little bit of both because it's hard like, you feel kind of disconnected with the masks. I will say that. Like, it's hard to, because you can't smile. Like, sometimes I'm, like, smiling at someone, I'm, like, oh, they cannot see. And so I'm, like, smile with your eyes. And I'm, like. <laughs> <laughs> totally. It's so hard to read facial expressions. I started going to physical therapy throughout this whole thing. And, like, I feel like I got the wrong vibe from my physical therapist because I couldn't see her whole face. <laughs> or her expression and I'm just like I don't even know what you actually look like because I can't see your whole face I don't know it's just a weird like it's just harder to interact I just realized that. I start going to a doctor and I'm like oh I don't even know what this part of his face looks like <laughs> I've seen him like twice I'm like, oh, okay <laughs> yeah like if you had to like pick him out of the lineup you couldn't because <laughs> oh man but I will say that uh, I noticed though that I, and I don't know if I'm doing it more. I think it's more intentional now. I tried to just be super friendly, like vocally to people. Mm. Because I can't necessarily like smile at them before. So I'm kind of shifting to like saying hello to people or asking about their day, like at the checkout or whatever. Or um, <laughs> My biggest social circle is the grocery store people. Um, saying hi or complimenting them or trying to be super friendly because I know that they're there with masks on all day and that can't be fun. Yeah. I think I've, I don't know. I feel like, again, I guess adapting, but then, you know, some people don't respond or. Yeah. 
don't look at me or things like that or I don't know. I've had some weird experiences too, so yeah, people can be awkward. While <laughs> figuring this out. I think that adapting and like fostering an attitude of resilience is good because for a while I'd be like, you know, kind of picturing what things will be like when we go back to normal. But I think it that's always gotten me in trouble in the past. If I try and look too far in the future and guess what life is gonna be like, it never turns out. So <laughs> I just deal with today and today's problems and, you know, one step at a time and doing the best I can and finding more healthy ways to cope and things like that. But I will say the biggest thing I've noticed that's interesting for me is that my love language is physical touch and not being able to hug people is really hard. Yeah. It's just like this thing that I never realized that I miss. Even just like I, when I talk to people, I like touch their arm or like, I don't know. I'll like tap my husband and he, he hates it, which is really funny. <laughs> He's like, stop touching me. But like, I just naturally, I talk with my hands and I like touch people. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Whatever, you know. And just even not being able to do that, something that's so natural to me is just, it's really hard. So it just creates this like mental distance between people mm-hmm. that almost makes it hard to want to connect because it's, for me, it's not as authentic. I can't like touch and hug and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think being more resilient is definitely the key. This is, you know, kind of forcing us to get outside of our comfort zone and look at ourselves and see, are we coping well on our own (laughs) without other people or without, you know, being able to go out and do these things like, you know, I can't go to the movies right now. They're all closed (laughs) and stuff like that. Like, or be like, Okay, Griff, you watch the kids. I'll go to a movie and have a nice night by myself and be in this quiet place. (laughs) Hear myself think. (laughs) You know, you just have to, you really have to adjust. Otherwise, it's just, if you keep waiting for things to change, they're not going to, you have to attain yourself. And, you know, I kind of hope, okay, so I will say, like, I, like, I'm okay with how things are, right? Like, I'm not, like, I don't love it, but like I said, I've kind of adapted and I'm accepted in, it. I accepted it. I'm in a flow with it. It's fine. But um, nope, I lost my train of thought. But gosh, what was I saying? Um, oh, I think I I might be more pessimistic than other people because I am kind of, or just more like a realist. Like we don't know a lot about COVID. We don't know when things are going to open. I look mm-hmm. at the numbers every night and I'm like, oh no, and I have an opinion about things now, <laughs> as you know. And so uh, I think I have this kind of uh, realist view, I guess, of like, this could be a while, but also I don't think we should go back to how things were necessarily because it's not just COVID, but the last few months have been uh, kind of such a learning experience for the country and the world in so many different things. I think it's kind of like we're all in the refiner's fire right now. And it's kind of, how are we letting this shape us yeah. grow and become more? Like, I don't want to go back to who I was three months ago. Yeah. Because the person was just like, oh, what's the word? Like desperate for like love and relationships and I don't know, like, and now I can, I like being with myself. And for me, that's a gift. Yeah. I feel like that's a, a gift, something I've learned 
through this trial and I would love more people in my life, but now I feel like I'm blabbering on, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't think things should go back to normal. Yeah. But I think like what we're saying, we should live in the present moment and see how we can be shifted through this. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's an evolution of who we are and how different experiences shape us. And like the first couple of weeks when my husband was home from work and here, we're a little difficult. <laughs> we're both first children, so we both like to run things. And when we both like to run things, we clash because this doesn't work. <laughs> um, but so we kind of had to learn how to like work together more, like on a daily basis versus just in the evening and stuff. Um, and we've both grown in a lot of ways through that process over the last couple of months. And then he had a day where his casino finally opened back up and he had to go in and train someone to do something in this new program that he built. And I was like, not here. I'm so sad. <laughs> like, like, it's not like he was going to be out with me with the kids. Like, he was just in the other room all day. But it was just like knowing he was there and I could go talk to him if I needed to, whatever. Like, it just has completely changed this interaction where we have this like little bubble of our family. And it's just so special now. And it's like, like we're shielding ourselves from the outside world and we're just kind of creating our own little sacred awesome place and it's just interesting how things can just shift from like the normal <laughs> and evolving really and strengthening our marriage and learning from each other and and it's just it's incredible like i don't want him to go back to work i like him being at home great <laughs> which i wouldn't have said three months ago <laughs> I know, I talked to you three months ago. <laughs> and I'm like, part of me is like, I think a lot more people are learning like, oh, I can work from home. And for I mean, some people like it better, some people don't. But like, I think, I remember seeing memes at the beginning of this that, I can't remember what they said. I'm butchering everything. I shouldn't be doing like a podcast late at night and eating ice cream after a run. Like, but it was like, now we're really seeing how many meetings could have just been emails. <laughs> oh, completely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Or FaceTime. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of Zoom things, like right now. Yeah. Um, I will say, because I feel like I've been just talking about, like, optimism this whole time, which is really important. But I also don't want to seem like I'm just blindly happy, like, um, I think I have a different perspective because I actually, so before COVID, COVID was like March, right? That's when everything kind of, in January, I moved to a new city. Melissa already knows this. I'm telling you, person listening to this, uh, I moved to a new city. I knew absolutely no one. I started a new job. I started school. Like I was al living alone and, um, and I thought it would be great. I thought everything would be fine. And I mentally just collapsed. I fell into um, one of the, the deepest depressions of my entire life. And actually, uh, I don't, I was at least experiencing suicidal ideation. I, I don't know if I would, would have, I don't know if I would, you know, like, I'm not going to say, I don't know. I don't, I didn't act on anything like still here. But like, that was terrifying. Like thinking 
about how much I didn't want to be there and what I could do to make that happen. It was terrifying. And I would sob harder when I thought about it because it was such a scary thought. And I didn't, like people would try to reach out and what I needed was someone right here with me. And I think going through that and learning and just like healing from that, learning what I needed, becoming stronger, asking for help, finding my people, like the things that I did to get through that. And then like, you know, a month later, COVID, <laughs> like, I had a few good weeks in there, but I think I've been able to be okay now because I went through that. Yeah. This has actually been kind of easier for me because it's not just me alone. Everyone has this collective experience. And so we can kind of be in it together and uplift each other through that instead of like me just being alone. Like that was just, I don't know. It's still hard, but it, I feel like I was kind of prepared through that. Yeah. That's awesome. And that you were able to realize that you learned from that first experience to be able to use it the second time around. Mm-hmm. Also, who talks about suicidal ideation and needs ice cream? Here we are. Uh, normal people, Allie. Healthy, stable, emotional people <laughs> who have the courage to talk about real things, which I love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Other well, real- I'm glad you're still here. <laughs> Archer Farms, non-dairy from Target, best dairy-free ice cream. But I still haven't tried that yet. Girl, it's so good. It's the best dairy-free ice cream I've ever found. Sorry, say that again. I was at Target the other day and I could have got it, gotten it and I forgot. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to find this, um, oh, what is it called? Ben and Jerry's, the non-dairy. It's called, it's banana ice cream with uh, walnuts and chocolate. Mm. Some silly name that I can never remember. But someone brought it to me once. Not, I don't think they knew it was non-dairy. I don't know. Anyway, it was so good. So good. And I cannot find it. You know, yeah, I'm really bummed. So I've been looking for that. So I was, I have my blanket on. Just trying to find that one thing that I can never find. <laughs> I just read a thing lately. Um, I didn't know this, but apparently Ben and Jerry, the founders, are like they donate some of the money from like every sale to, I can't remember where I'm getting this wrong, but they do a lot of good with like their company and their profits. They donate some, they've been, they're apparently activists. Like they do a lot of good with what they're doing. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I will pay the extra dollar or whatever. Like that makes me more inclined to, cause I'm like, Oh, this is cool. And they make good stuff too. Good dairy free. Yeah. We can go back to the other topic, but I just realized <laughs> we're talking about ice cream. <laughs> I guess I get awkward when things are too. I'm like, I've never said that out loud, and so I was like, let me tell you about my ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> no, I depression is a horrible thing, and I have struggled with it most of my half of my life. I would say I'm 31. Yeah, half my life for sure, and I had a rough patch in March. When I re- like, and I don't know that it was, I'm trying to think of when it was after COVID got really crazy. And I was just like, I had felt like God had prepared me for all these trials and I got through them so well. And then COVID happened. And I was like, I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> it's just like this thing, like, are you sure you're preparing me? Cause it doesn't seem like it. And, and I think it was just one of those things where I needed to 
figure out how to really rely on God when I was just puddle. And sometimes that's really hard to do. And I've told you this before, but it just felt like I had to purposely make every day good. Like it didn't just happen. I had to like make it happen every single day, which is exhausting sometimes. And part of it was dealing with some health issues, which have started to resolve, but just the the stamina and the resolve and just like the physical, I don't know what the word is, but like <laughs> diligence to like, okay. you know, make it through and put one foot in front of the other has really been a good learning experience for me. And a lot of that was about my garden. Like I have to water it every day and I have to go check on it. And sometimes when the sprouts have sprouted, you have to plant them and you can't wait another day just because you're having a crappy day. <laughs> so it was just kind of cool to um, have God be my partner in that whole process. And even though things are still really uncertain in life and in the world and in general, it's just this, you know, thing that I've been holding on to. And even without being able to go to church right now, which is so weird, <laughs> like I have to make sure my relationship with God is actually where I think it is because it's not on anyone else or anything else or meeting, but just my relationship with God. And that's been a huge thing for me. And you guys know my other episode, I talked a lot about that, but um, that's just been the biggest takeaway for me, I think is like, do I really have the relationship with God that I think I do? And do I actually on him when I am struggling? Because that's the person who comes. To me. I like that. And I think when you're talking, it reminded me of, um, well, I think everyone has, there's no cookie cutter answer of how to get through this time of how to get through any trial or any situation. Um, I remember a few years ago, I was going through a hard breakup and I was just like, what is keeping me in the city I'm currently living in? Like, why don't I move? And so I was kind of um, at church one Sunday praying about it. And I like seriously wanting to move and just get out of there. And I just had this distinct thought come to my mind, stay and run. And I was like, did I just, did the spirit just tell me to go on a run? <laughs> like start running. But I, uh, <laughs> It was kind of random. I'm like, this doesn't feel like a divine, I don't know, I'm just running. But for me, like, that's when I started training for, uh, I think that's when I started training for my first half marathon. And like, I'm not like a crazy runner or anything, but like having a training plan, running with a close friend, um, being coached by another close friend, reaching those goals every week, like that is what taught me that I can do hard things and keep enduring through hard things. And I needed that. And so that was my answer. Your answer is gardening. Other people are going to get different answers because they might hate plants or physical activity. And that's cool. But like, I feel like God sometimes gives us answers that we don't. We're like, what does gardening have to do with anything? But you've told me before that like, it's inspired so much for you. It has like it's nonstop inspiration, especially the first couple of weeks. I was like, I'm learning so much, and everything's a metaphor, and it's just like this bombardment. But when I first had the the spirit tell me that, I was like, seriously, I don't have the energy for that. I'm so tired. The dirt in my garden is 
awful. I'm going to have to get all new dirt. Like all these things. I was like, I don't know if I can do it. And I like the next day I was reading all my a bunch of scriptures and I just kept seeing the pattern of gardening. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> and then it was just this wonderful, like teaching me every single second that I was doing it. It was just amazing. And I just think the more I've been studying a lot of conference talks from general conference the last well, since conference and the theme that I've been seeing especially lately is that God speaks to us in a way that we need and that is so comforting because you know what he meant when he said stay and run I would have no idea what that meant <laughs> yeah nor would I have wanted to do it um but <laughs> it's so individual and so spectacular to me that God just knows us individually I, I even had one moment where I'm with the kids and I watered the garden and I just kind of looked and played and I was sitting there scrolling through Instagram and uh, Courtney Casper Letters is one of my favorite to follow and she always has these great stories and she'll just like sit in her backyard she lives in like eastern Washington I think and she has this huge property she lives in the middle of nowhere she always talks about going to town to go to the she'll just sit on her porch at sunset and just like move her phone and just show you the beautiful sunset and her beautiful like fields that she has and she'll just have cute little things that will say like you are loved or you are known and um this particular day I was not having a great day and she just had this beautiful sunset and it said you are known and I just hear heard the spirit whisper to me I see you and it was just this powerful little moment like you're having a rough day, Melissa, and I see it, and it's okay, and I'm here, and it feels lonely, but I'm here, and it was just this wonderful moment, like, yeah, Instagram is not always the most productive place to be, but in that moment, it was just the perfect catalyst for God to be like, thank you, Melissa. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I like her, too. I like her account. You got to follow the people that just share goodness, you know, not the people who stress you out. Not worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know. Oh, this is great. I think in summation, what we can say is that the way to get through COVID and stress and uncertainty is to just find what works for you, which sounds like a total cop out answer completely. Um, but like even for me, I've just I've found like scriptures are coming to my mind or ideas or experiences or, you know, memories and stuff. And it's just like there's a certain path in front of me. And even though it feels completely uphill, that there's a way to do it. And sometimes we need to do difficult things, <laughs> unfortunately. And that's what helps us to grow. And will likely help us deal with whatever the future holds, good or bad. And also, I think it's okay to embrace a new normal, you know? Um, And and that can change day to day. It can change season to season. It could change next week if we manage COVID and get our numbers down and hospitals have a lot of beds open again. Like, you know, your normal is going to change during this season and all through your whole life. And it's okay to embrace that. And it's okay to stay in the moment figure out what works today, create those grounding practices like checking your garden or like having a clean kitchen 
or just cleaning like a room in my house, that's kind of what grounds me and helps me feel like, I don't know, more steady, just knowing that I'm caring for my space or being outside for a minute or whatever it is, you know, finding those things that help you feel okay, like on a smaller scale. Is awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause sometimes it's just the little thing. Like for me doing the dishes, like changes the feel of my house and makes me less stressed. Like I realized this afternoon, I was like, I didn't do the dishes and I'm not having a great day. So I'm like, let's do the dishes right now. And my kids love to help me unload the dishwasher. So it was like an activity to get them doing something and not doing anything. <laughs> just this thing, okay, now I feel different and I did something productive and my house is cleaner and it feels more peaceful. And um, it's just sometimes doing something when you're feeling crappy can be <laughs> so helpful. And I had another thought and I totally lost it, but <laughs> um, it's just, you know, in the, in the beginning I was talking about rest and I feel rested now <laughs> that we've talked. <laughs> like I feel so much better. Because <laughs> I did not have a very good today, good day today. So <laughs> I love so, you. I will just say that remember what makes you feel good and do it to the best of your ability. Yes, I would love to hang out with Allie in person, but she's a couple hours away. Mm -hmm. And Zoom will do, and it still works. <laughs> um, I will say, going off of like the little things, and I've talked about this in previous episodes, I think, or like my mini episodes I was doing for a bit and then forgot about. Oops. But, um, okay. I would share my, I would call them three things, but there's actually five, like it grew to five. Um, and I don't, I used to, for several weeks, um, if not into months, I would keep like a, start as a sticker chart and then I just did check marks and then I got tired of having to like look at a thing every day. <laughs> so um, now I just kind of like mentally like, okay, what am I missing out of those? But um, I would just make sure I had these three categories, start with three categories every day. And that was, um, Connecting with others, which turned into connecting with God. Uh, physical movement. Oh no, what was my? <laughs> huh? Right? Creativity? Creativity, thank you. I'm glad that you know my life better than I do. Creativity, connecting with God, physical movement. Um, and then it expanded to include meditation and cleaning. And so, but those first three things, like I just made sure I did did something in that category and that's broad enough that I could be like connecting with God. I feel like listening to him right now instead of an actual traditional scripture study, or um, I just feel like stretching instead of going for a run or just going for a walk or, you know, like it's so broad that I could do anything in there. Yeah. It was like these categories that I needed to, to do every day to fill my cup. Um, that's awesome. And it's, and I still kind of do it just like less structured now, but like that is what literally got me through at least the first two months of all of this. I did things every single day and I stayed accountable to myself. That's amazing. And I think the key too is just doing whatever works that day because you could think connecting with God has to be this like hour long scripture study or like whatever it's supposed to be. But I think so much perfectionism gets in our way of like doing what's gonna help like I said a prayer while I was walking my kids tonight and it wasn't like this like I'm on my knees and I'm like 
I don't know. It doesn't have to be <laughs> this set specific thing. Like I can talk to God while I'm walking my kids, you know, or while I'm driving or whatever, like, and it still counts. <laughs> And it's so easy to think we have to do a lot. Um, I even put pressure on myself to think, like, if I can't read a whole chapter or if I can't, you know, do this many things, then it's not worth doing. But that's so not it. And the little things really do make a difference. And just doing what you can and not beating yourself up for only doing little things is so important because, like you said, it can and often the little things lead to big things like if you do one if you're like i can just read one verse of scripture today or i can i'm just going to walk around my immediate like quarter mile block you might start going and you want to do more or you know you could do more the next day or or not like but just like starting that momentum doing even five minutes of something like putting away one dish (laughs) like it can be the smallest thing and you can still feel good about that like that is worth cheering on absolutely it is i completely agree what category does this fall in just kidding connecting with god through how good this is (laughs) yeah you're grateful for the bounty of the earth that provides wonderful ice cream this episode (laughs) has been sponsored by archer farms (laughs) Just kidding. I wish. Ben and Jerry's, you should sponsor this. We'll make this a regular thing and we'll be sponsored by Ben and Jerry's non-dairy ice cream. You call it like ice cream with Melissa and Allie. <laughs> I can just say any ice cream and talk. <laughs> a really catchy, catchy something. Uh, yeah. Milking it with Melissa and Allie. <laughs> Except not because no milk. <laughs> I can't drink milk. <laughs> okay, we'll keep, we'll keep brainstorming. <laughs> oh well melissa thank you so much for joining me like literally we decided to do this like this afternoon we're like hey let's just do it we've been talking about it for weeks we have i'm glad we finally sat down and did it me too okay any other thoughts just do what you can guys and even when you're having a hard day and everything's gonna be okay even if it's not how we think it'll look like even if it doesn't look like how we think it will, everything still can be okay. Okay. See, I'll, we'll take a screenshot of us being like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, I'll see you later, Melissa. I love you. <laughs> love you, too. Okay, bye. <laughs>